What up, y'all? I'm JT, Chef Tickles, the Alaskan Sniper. I'm here with your boy, Chris Easy, Deuces Minus One, and Chris Evans. What up, what up? We're joined here with our man, Big Daddy, the boy himself, Raf Sani. What it do, baby? DB, the assassin, Sharp Knuckles. How's it going? And let's get into it. This is Hoop Session. What's up, guys? Christmas Day games were done. Bit of a blowout on uh, all ends, but uh, uh, Chris, how was your Christmas, man? Good, yeah. Got to spend it with yeah. the family, so I was quite happy with that, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. How about for us? Yeah, man. Just went and saw my parents in the morning. Uh, pretty quiet yeah. Christmas day, man. Other than yeah. that and watching basketball. Yeah, the COVID Christmas. But your your yeah. your dog's first Christmas. That's that's exciting. That was Marley's first Christmas. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and DB, you were saying you went to go see your bro really quick. Yeah, yeah. I just hung out with my just my brother and his uh, his uh, new wife. Um, so that, that was yeah, my my sister in law, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and Sharon, yeah, we just went out for just just to their place for breakfast, and that's it. Really, couldn't see our uncles or anything like that. Just yeah. had to keep it really, really, really small this year. But it was still good. Facetime my mom in, and yeah, yeah. good time. Nice. Yeah, it was super different, man. We just hung out at home, literally just watched basketball all day, watched Christmas movies, like had Zoom and stuff. Super different, but at least it gave us a chance to like watch a lot of basketball, and uh, we were kind of disappointed with the games, honestly. <laughs> like, I think the closest, uh, the average margin of victory was 22 points. Um, wow. so we'll just go, we'll go through game by game, um, just kind of see what we can pick up, obviously, moving forward. But you know, hopefully, the NBA can uh, set the matchups a little better for next, next year around. I don't know. The first game was uh, the Heat and Pelicans. So that was the closest day, uh, game of the day, actually. 111-98 for the Heat. Jimmy went down pretty early with an ankle injury. So Dragic uh, actually stepped up. I don't know. A lot of people were talking smack about Dragic after the, his injury performance in the bubble. But, uh, Chris, what do you have to think about uh, the Heat and, and just that game in general? Um, the Heat did look a bit shaky from the start of that game, I think. Um, the Pelicans came out strong. Zion came out. Everybody was shocked with how Zion played, I'd say. Like, even me, I was just watching him and just barreling into the rim and just getting the smooth, soft touch off the backboard for a layup. It was quite quite impressive to see if he can keep this up all season. Like, yeah, that would be quite fun. Um, yeah, the Jimmy injury did suck, um, but Drogic does step up real well. I thought this year he was going to play more of a six-man role, but if Jimmy is out for – however much longer than he might have to fill in that role, but he filled in mm -hmm. quite nicely for Jimmy, I'd say. Um, having Bam on my fantasy team, sort of just watching him play, I didn't think he did really well. I don't think he's done – he's performed the way we all thought he was going to perform this season and, like, absolute dominate. But I yeah. guess you were playing the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion and Steven Adams down low, so it's probably a bit harder for him in that game specifically. But, I mean, I really like this Pelicans team, man. This Pelicans team is really going to be exciting this year. Like, no more – I'm not complaining anymore about all their national TV games but, because <laughs> they look they look quite exciting to watch. So, that's going to be a fun thing. Um, Sam Van Gutty is probably the perfect coach for them as well. So, I think that's going to be a team to watch. But, yeah, underwhelming game for sure. Mm -hmm. But it is Christmas Day. It is game two for all these teams. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know – the, the nice thing that I saw was no minutes restriction on Zion, right? So even when they were up like 12, 14 points, kind of in the fourth quarter, he was still in there. Like you said, putting his head down, getting to the rim. He ended up with 32 points, 14 assists. So uh, Faraz, that's your team, Miami. What did you have to think? 
I know, man. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little worried about Jimmy with the injury. Hopefully it's uh, nothing serious there. But uh, they still came out with a W. Um, I agree with everyone that the Pelicans uh, are looking nice. They're looking exciting. I was just talking about Dinier, talking with Dinier about that this morning. Um, Zion with no minutes restriction is going to be a. Uh, it's going to be nice, man. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping we see some greatness. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's quite possible, man. It's going to be exciting. Just hoping, uh, knock on wood, for no injuries. Yeah. Um, apart from that, though, uh, while the Pelicans are looking good, uh, they can't be losing by 13 still to a, a Miami Heat team with no Jimmy that was still struggling a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bledsoe didn't really play that great. Um, it was mainly just Zion and I believe Ingram a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they still need to kind of come together more as a team. But again, it's only game two. Uh, yeah. Stan Van Gundy's only been there again, two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll, I'll check in when it's like 20 games deep. And I think it might be a different story. Right. Yeah. DB, what do you have to add about that? Honestly, pretty much echoing everything everyone already said there. Number one, it's only two games deep. We're used to watching the Christmas uh, day games where everyone's kind of primed, ready to go. And, exactly. you know, it's, it's a big, big kind of day. Everyone gets hyped up and ready to go for that Christmas day game, right? I don't think it was the same case this year. Um, didn't really mean much to anyone. It was the second game of the season that we talked about. Uh, what I took away from this, this game mainly is how well Zion and Brandon Ingram can actually play uh, together as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really take away much from each other when, when they're on the court. And they could be ran uh, on different sets as well, right? You could run plays for Zion. You don't really need to run plays for Zion, though. You can kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, run in there and get those uh, offensive rebounds. You could, you could just play a little pick and rolls with them. I really like that duo. Uh, I think at this point in the game, Brandon Ingram is still the better option. Uh, he's a smoother, smoother scorer, better scorer all around. Uh, but I'm really, really looking forward to see Zion develop this year, for sure. Yeah. Reminds I, I me think you for Atani, man. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit more athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, you were a little bit more athletic, ability. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree, DB. Like, like you said, I think they complement each other very well, and especially uh, – I'm not sure who touched on it there about Bledsoe, Lonzo. You know, they're they're getting quite weak guard play. I think they immediately missed Drew yeah, Holiday. Yeah. yeah, they immediately missed Drew Holiday. And um, if their guards are going to, you know, play below average like that, I think they went two for 16 combined or something something along those lines. Um, then those, those bigs are going to have to step up, right? Like, I think Jackson Hayes, when he was on the court, he had good energy, but he kind of got played off the court as well. They were just attacking him in the pick and roll with Jimmy or um, with Dragic. But yeah, like you said, um, they're kind of uh, a team that's ready to step up and actually start winning some games. Like, like you said, um, Zion doesn't need plays, right? It's like, Hey, go out there, be big, be strong, (laughs) go go grab rebounds. That's exactly what he's doing. Right. And all that does is take focus away from Ingram. Like you said, GB, he's the better scoring option. Mm -hmm. Now you're having like one step less help half a step less help because Zion's there. Um, and, and if all goes wrong and you're driving to the rim, just throw it up there. I'm sure Zion will probably grab it. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. One more thing to touch on, uh, JT, before we kind of skip over uh, this team a little bit. Yeah. I really like Josh Hart, man. I don't, I don't know. People, uh, for some reason, even when he was on that LA team, he was always just slept on as, because yeah. he came in with all those other young guys and he was just 
you know, not the most talented out of, out of the crew, but I don't know, man. Josh Park, he just works so hard when he comes yeah. into the game. He plays terrific defense, in my opinion. And then he could also space it with that three. So I think he's going to be really big for them. And I think they really need to get him burn off that bench. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have to rely that heavily on Bledsoe and Monzo and, and those guys. I think they could get some more burn with uh, Josh Hart for sure. Yeah, I think, I think as soon as Lonzo, if Lonzo and Bledsoe keep kind of uh, not performing, then it's prime opportunity for Hart mm-hmm. to step in there. Uh, Yo, Lon- yeah. Lonzo's shot looks real nice though, hey? His three-pointer compared to what it was the last couple oh. of years. His form is almost perfect. It's getting closer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely getting closer. Um, I agree with what you said, DV. Josh Hart. We I look. We like looking for those kind of periphery guys, and he works hard on D. And he also pushes it in transition, right? That's the kind of guy that's nice. Where, oh shit, if he's pushing it up the floor, and then you kind of forget about Zion for half a second, he's already at the rim, right? So that definitely helps. But um, yeah, blood cell lines up stuff. So. maybe uh do you think they're making the playoffs it's the west man it's it's the west i don't i don't know they they, they have a chance of making the playoffs for sure i think they could be anywhere from like i said like they they can make a six seed that wouldn't be too surprised and i I think it could be like a number 10 seed and you know miss out on that play as well so right yeah and i think just uh you know they they played well i think steven adams played well as well also but Miami, I think, was just coming out with a vengeance, right? Like, I think um, they're a little pissed off. Maybe they got the first game of the day. Uh, they got a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. And they went to the finals last year, right? So maybe they came out with a bit of a vengeance. They lost their first game. So um, they, I thought they looked well, even with Jimmy going down. I think it was just ankle stiffness. I don't think he actually rolled it again, but who knows what that means. Um, second game of the day, in my opinion, the biggest sleeper. Uh, Bucks and Warriors, one thirty eight ninety nine. Jeez, <laughs> just an absolute beatdown. Um, shit. Anybody want to talk about this one, or Chris? What do you think? Man, oh. I think what's it called? Everybody's going at Steph's neck this year. Everybody sees the Warriors weak. Everybody sees Steph can't burden what's it called or carry the sho- or carry the team on his shoulders anymore, and they're just going after him. I think every game against the Warriors have against all these top teams, these guys are going to go at them. I feel, feel like especially when you play the late, like the Lakers, the Clippers, like people in their division, I think teams are going to give them buckets, give them 30-point blowouts and everything like that just to like – you guys were the powerhouse for the last like six, seven years, but now it's our mm-hmm. turn to like shove it to you type of thing. So I think the Warriors are going to be in tough this season. Um, even if Draymond comes back, I don't think that's a huge, huge, like, advantage. Maybe you'll lose by 15 instead of 38. 38, 38. <laughs> so, that's uh, – basically, yeah, this game was the sleeper. So, I don't really have, like, gloss over it, really. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was it was an embarrassing game, but mm-hmm. it's still only two games in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's yeah. still it's still way too early. Uh, I think once Draymond comes back, I actually think that'll make a big difference. Yeah. Um, I, I think so, just because what he brings mentally um, and how he holds a lot of players on the team accountable. I think when you don't have that one guy there, uh, it, it really changes a lot of things. Um, and to be honest, I used to hate it on Steph a lot. I think I, I'm still hoping he comes out and just 
just starts averaging 40 a game, like just starts just balling <laughs> because he's the only guy out there. What's yeah. I mean, there's no one else really. I hope he just comes up jacking every shot and he just goes on a hot streak. That'd be kind of nice. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, this I think, game was just oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is when you take the dog out or grab a coffee or something yeah. like that. But you know, I I watched it in in an entirety because I like the Bucks, but. I think just the way that the Warriors are playing right now is the 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 Warriors of old, right? They're they're playing that system where Steph is mostly off ball, trying to get open, and you're pretty much relying on the fact that the rest of your team has a high IQ, which right mm-hmm. now it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. You have you know below forty percent shooters pretty much uh, from three across the across the board except for Steph. So I think if they're going to be able to like maybe be really good again this year they're gonna have to maybe go to like rockets mold and just steph has the ball every single possession high pick and roll high pick and roll high pick and roll uh i think that's the only way they're going to be successful andrew wiggins just absolutely doing nothing out there Um, (laughs) he he had 12 points okay good for you he had uh you know absolutely no other he had zero assists he had one steal zero blocks great one turnover Awesome. He's just out there trying to trying to hoop and, and literally not contributing to the team at all, right? So if he's not putting the ball in the hoop, he's just out there. Ubre, I will expect more from him. Uh, I think he just had a bad game. Um, and there's that famous clip going around right now of him putting it up over three guys. But, like, you know, it's two games in. So, DB, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's uh, like you said, it's two games in. Uh, I think – I think the the Warriors are one of those teams that doesn't want to really change the fabric of their organization or the way they play. So I think they're going to continue to play, you know, that spread the floor, runoff picks, pass, high IQ kind of basketball. I don't think it's going to work with this team, like you said. I don't think they have the pieces to implement that strategy. Uh, but I think they're going to keep it going. I think they're going to just say, hey, one more ride off here. No big deal. Let's get these young guys into the rotation get them to learn a little bit, get that Wiseman a little bit more touches, right? See how he develops. And then when Clay is back next year, when Draymond's fully healthy for the whole year, mm-hmm. when Steph has one full year under his belt where he's back and has, you know, got that rust off a little bit, then they can make a run again. Because right now, what's, I mean, realistically, what's the point? What's the point of changing up your entire, you know, the way your team plays? Barely, maybe squeaking into a playoff spot. Probably not. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe right into that like eight, seven seat, eight, and then just getting absolutely fucking rocked by LeBron. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like realistically, like, like, what's the point for them right now? Right? I think they right. they continue the course and they they try to you know, hopefully for the next upcoming years they're back in in contention. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I don't think they should change their system, but. Um... That might be the only way for them to do it this year, right? Like you yeah. said, Wiseman, he is that kind of, you know, gold chip that they have right now where they're like, okay, cool. Like, at least we have that really nice piece um, that is showing something. You know, Clay will come mm-hmm. back next year, and I'm sure he'll be uh, phenomenal. But, but Draymond's supposed to come back tonight, I believe, and they're playing the Bulls tonight. So I think they're going to fucking wax them tonight. I think Curry's <laughs> going to put up right? 40 and uh, – <laughs> And Wiseman is going to have a big game. Draymond's probably going to have like six or eight assists. And it's going to be like, Warriors are back. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see, I guess, next episode. Yeah, Wiseman, 18 points, forget. Eight, re- eight rebounds. So pretty solid game from him. On the Bucks side, same old fucking Bucks, man. <laughs> same old Bucks. Giannis, a bunch man. of shooters. 
when it comes down to it, Giannis can't do it, right? That's <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I love the guy and I like the team. That's what it is. Like, you know, Middleton dropped 31. That's nice. Um, but if your MVP can't be the guy who has the ball in his hands at the end of the game, it's like, you know, there's a problem, I think. So same old bucks. They got past the super weak warriors, but I think long-term man, they're, I think Brooke, in my opinion, Brooklyn's still the favorite. So, um, Chris, what do you think about the bucks? Yeah. Um, what they're, what's it called? They're really good. It's just, they're really good in the exact same way. We've said they're really good the last three years or two years or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, cool. You guys are winning these games. You guys are blowing teams out, but when it really matters, when teams are actually playing against you and teams have seven games against you, what are you going to do? I think it might be a bit better. Like we all said, it's only two games into the season and you do have what drew holiday, who's, really good point guard who probably still needs to fit into that system, learn how to play with one of the best players in the league of Giannis because he hasn't played with anybody really in New Orleans. So, I mean, it's sort of probably a growing. Oh yeah. Anthony Davis. Yeah. But not Anthony Davis of what's it called of the Lakers. Anthony, like the nowadays, Anthony Davis. I forgot about that completely. (laughs) He was up there in MVP voting, even in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't really pay attention to the 80. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But like somebody like Giannis, for have to have Drew Holiday play alongside him, it probably takes more than two games just to get that cohesiveness yeah. together. So Bucks maybe once maybe it's good for them to lose a couple games and like get like the second or third seed just to like peg them down a little bit from thinking they're the top seed in the East, which probably yeah, Brooklyn is to be perfectly fair. So good point. Yeah. Great point. Uh, for SDB, you guys want to add anything on Milwaukee before we move on? Um, I don't know. I'm just hoping to see if they're, they kind of take that next step from being just a great regular season team to just being a great team. Yeah. So they haven't proved anything beyond that to me yet. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, I think everyone thinks the same way right now. They're a great team until they prove it in the playoffs. So what? Uh, but I, I do think that Drew Holiday is going to be big for them in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think he minds taking big shots either. As much as he's a quiet guy, doesn't need the ball or anything like that. I don't think he minds taking big shots at all. Uh, and I think Middleton has to be the guy. I don't think you can really, you can't say uh, Giannis is the guy, right? Giannis is, is, is a multi-tool that's going to be able to do a lot of different things for you throughout the game. But when it comes to the end of the game and you need a bucket, you can't put the ball in his hands. It has to be Middleton. Or right? when it comes to the end of the game and you need a free throw. <laughs> so savage but true man like until he until he starts you know hitting those he's uh he's just going to be a regular season type player right uh a That's james a harden if, if you might right like <laughs> yeah uh, right? A, a james harden of uh you know uh, a few years ago four or five years ago even right now but when mm-hmm. when the rockets were dominating in, in the regular season they were always like a top three seed in the west and they just couldn't do it in the playoffs. So who cares? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I, you know, he was. I felt like he was trying to showcase that he had a shot. Uh, Giannis that he had hit a little bit of a shot. He walked into a nice uh, a pull up three, hit that. He had like a little between the legs kind of step back. Uh, he hit that, and then he airballed the next one. And I'm like, you can't be airballing threes, man. Like, come on. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Same old, same old Buck, same old Giannis. Until we see something different, um, definitely Drew Holiday is going to uh, help a hundred percent. 
against Boston there down the stretch. He, you know, they swung it for Udi Giannis through Middleton across the court to Holiday, and he had a one-on-one. He got to the rim. He's like, you need those. You need your point guard to be able to do that. Um, third game of the day was Nets uh, Celtics. I thought this was going to be the best game of the day, um, and it was maybe the best half of the day. <laughs> um, Nets ended up kind of breaking it out in the second half, 123-95. Chris, why don't you take us through this one? <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Chris. That's what it was – Sort of a Christmas ruiner, to be perfectly honest. That first half was really good, and then we bullshitted that third quarter, and then KD and Kyrie went off. And, yes, KD and Kyrie are the best duo, I think, in the NBA right now. (laughs) No, you heard me. Um, (laughs) They look look really good, man. I was really impressed. Um, Like, I thought last their first game against the Warriors, cool as the Warriors, you're going to blow them out regardless kind of thing. But I thought the Celtics would have put up a bigger fight. Um, it was really the Celtics of old. Like, JT, you were talking about the Bucks of old. Like, it was really the Celtics of old. Like, we play hard in the first half, and then the third quarter gets away from us, and then we can't, don't have enough firepower to catch back up. I really do like, regardless of Teague's game yesterday, or on the 25th, I really think that him and Tristan Thompson would be huge this year, especially Thompson. Yeah. I've ragged Great on Thompson point, yeah. this whole time in Cleveland. <laughs> but him having him on my team now, it really makes sense. Like, I think Tice is going to be fall out of the rotation quite quickly here. Um, I think T- Tristan Thompson is going to start averaging double-double if he can stay healthy. Um, he seems really good on the offensive rebounds. I think that's one of the keys to Celtics last year. Um, that's, yeah, there's nothing more to say about the Celtics except we've messed around and – blew that game in the third quarter, which is, has, was like this, what it was, what the season was like last year. So mm-hmm. the Nets are really good. I think Nets are going to come number one in the East. Um, the only thing is like, yes, everybody expected that hype of KD and Kyrie being the top duo in the league right off the bat. But what is it going to be like in game 50? What is it going to be like in game 60 when you have a full season under you, you have like the injuries, the little, the little dramas here and there that's happened. That's for sure going to happen with Kyrie. I think, and then what are you going to do in the playoffs when you have to play a seven-game series and, like, Steve Nash actually has to do some coaching? Like, is that going to be tougher for them? Or are they going to be able to let Steve Nash do some coaching into, like, a seven-game series? Or is it going to be Katie and Kyrie show the whole time, which isn't a bad option, but still it's tough mm-hmm. to win in the playoffs without, like, having somewhat of a coach, I'd say. Dude, I don't know, about- man. Two I, possessions. I, two yeah. po- sorry, Faraz, I'll let you go. But two possessions into the game, Steve Nash called a timeout. Well, Kyrie, yeah. first first possession, Kyrie, ISO, blah, 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 gets a good shot, miss. Next possession down, you guys got like three offensive rebounds in a row and then an and one, and he calls a timeout, like 12 seconds into the game. That's pretty That's yeah. pretty ballsy. Sorry, Faraz, go ahead. I was going to counter what Chris just said. He said you, can, you can't have like a two-player option with – a not so good coach. What about LeBron, Kyrie, and Ty Lue? <laughs> yeah, Champions they didn't even like each other either. Yeah, they didn't even get along. Yeah. These guys are best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm it's saying true. is, man, right now it looks like they're literally going, uh, giving the ball. They're taking turns, uh, and they're saying, "Stop me." Kyrie goes. Yeah. If he, Kyrie goes, gets a bucket. Then it's KD's turn. And it seems like whoever's just feeling it, they just feed it to him a little bit more. What are you going to do? You help a little bit off Kyrie. It's like there's KD, like right to his left. Like yeah, they yeah. have him placed like, strategically right there. It's like you can't help off him. 
And then right when you even think Kyrie's hot, they're like, you know what? Here, give it to KD for a couple possessions anyway, because <laughs> it's just an instant bucket. Yeah. <laughs> instant. I mean, even I think I swear you can have that as your game plan the entire game. If there are no injuries and if these two players do what they're capable of, like, how do you stop that? Yeah. The scary part for me was that it looked like KD was like in third gear the whole night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he will be. <laughs> I, I think he will be for a while. Now. I think a lot of these games, you're not going to see KD just really kick it into overdrive. I don't think he'll need yeah. to. Yeah. Right? Like how much, how, how much did they really play? He played 33 minutes. Yeah. So 33 minutes. Kyrie played 33 minutes. That's okay. You know, that's a decent that's amount decent. of time, but yeah. they didn't really – they didn't really need to kick it into that, like, you know, next year, give me the ball every possession in the fourth. I'm just going to take over, right? Yeah. Uh, but, man, if I'm Joe Harris, I am paying extra out of my pocket to both Kyrie and Durant. <laughs> How many open threes is this guy going to get this year? Straight up. He's, he's going to be sitting there just waiting. Just, you want to yeah. double? Okay. <laughs> Wide open three for Joe Harris in the corner. Like. Yeah. That was the impressive. The Nets bench looks really well, or like the Nets surrounding pieces, Dinwiddie, Levert, and Joe Harris, like you said, they look really Mm -hmm. perfect for KD and Kyrie as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they look very bought in already on game two. Like DJ looks nice, Allen looks nice, like just that rotation. Like you said, all those guys you already mentioned. Um, Shamit's already in the rotation as well. Um, Torian Prince is a nice piece. Jeff Green is playing lots of minutes alongside KD the only two surviving Seattle supersonics. Um, I just, yeah, I think they're already bought in, man. It, it looks good. Hey, DB. Yeah, for sure, man. I think, I think uh, that whole team was fully bought in when they said they're going to bring in Katie. Yeah. I think, I think when, once they knew Katie was coming, they knew they had a shot at the championship right away. And they're like, dude, let, let, let's go. Why not? Yeah. Right. Like you, exactly. you have a, I mean, Katie, it's only been two games. Maybe I'm hyping it up, but I think KD is the best player in the league already again. Yeah. It, I, the injury aside, he's already the best player in the league again. It's I crazy. think I got to change my MVP pick, man. I think it's going to be KD. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Can you be most improved and MVP at the same time? I think once you get even remotely considered for MVP, all the other like the, the other ones go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> <laughs> ben Simmons wins, wins most improved player, MVP, and rookie of and rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Oh Ben. Yeah. Um Brooklyn looks fucking nice, man. I might uh, you know, I think we're all gonna hop on the train pretty quick. Um yeah, like I said, KD probably MVP, Kyrie and them are going back. It, it's very cohesive already. And honestly, I think Steve Nash is perfect coach for those guys. Like you know, Chris, you were saying is when they get to a point where they're actually going to need some coaching, but I don't know. Are they going to need some coaching? Like you have those two guys, you have DJ, who's like a complete vet. You have all these Jeff, yeah. like all these vets. I think he's the kind of guy that's like, Hey, like maybe we could try this. And like, maybe we'll be like, <laughs> yes or no, you know what I mean? Which is like, give me the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a bucket. So, um, yeah, I still ultimately think KD's in third gear. And I think, uh, uh you know, closer to the end of the season and pushing into the playoffs. He'll, he'll definitely be up there for MVP. So uh, moving on to Lakers Mavs. I was most excited for this game. Um, again, another blowout 138, 115 for Lakers. Lakers just look like they're already in the playoffs still. 
Like they're just they're just rolling. Their defense looks really strong. Um, you know, Luca Luca played well, but he he needs help. You know, he needs help. He's the LeBron 3.0 or the you know um, Chris. You were going to say like Steph. Um, I think against most teams in the league, he gets away with that kind of stuff. But those cross court passes, um, those kind of drop off passes aren't working against like a Lakers elite type defense. So Chris, take us through that game if you watched it. Hey, I watched some of it. It was on during Christmas dinner, so I was, like, paying attention a little bit. But, like, how you said with those cross-court passes, like, with Luka, if you don't have somebody strong on the team as well, you can really cheat on your help side. So I think that's what the Lakers did, and they're really smart with it too, whereas Luka had no help. So it was literally the Luka show, and you can't really do that against the strong teams in this league. So, like, he needs KP back, I think. Especially like when you saw them both play in the playoffs, how good they were. It's sort of like you need – Luka needs help. The Lakers looked really well – really good, sorry. Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't really watch the game that much, but I know watching Luka, especially in the first two games, like he needs help. Yeah. Yeah. Fraz, you want to build on that? Um, I mean, Chris Chris has it uh, spot on there. But, uh, I mean, this, this is just showing that – it's Lakers all the way, man. This is good. <laughs> uh, there's there. It's it's still early, but uh, they're still setting it up to I, I, what I think is just going to be a, a repeat. Um, I think uh, they're going to just keep feeding AD and uh, try to get him that MVP going at it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I mean, like Chris said, Luca Luca does need help. Uh, they they really need KP back, and they really need him to be the unicorn KP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what we all we all kind of need and want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TV, did you watch this game at all? Uh, yeah, well, I watched uh, a little bit of it, not the whole thing. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I could uh, echo everyone's statements there. Uh, first of all, Porzingod needs to come back. Number two, they need another guy other than Porzingod as well, yeah. if they're actually going to make some real noise in the playoffs. Um, they're they're going to need some more help. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not going to cut it. Um, as much as I like the guy, I keep picking him up in every fantasy league. I keep trying to try to get this guy some shots. And, uh, you know, if he has his one or two performances, uh, every once in a while, we'll, we'll drop like 35 or whatever, but they need someone other than him, uh, as, as their third option at the very least. Um, I was looking even just at the Lakers, man. Um, they have like 10 guys that could be the number two or three option on, on the Dallas Mavericks. Like it's, it's unfair. Like Dennis Shooter could just walk onto the Dallas Mavericks and be the number two option right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. That's that's not a. It, it's it's kind of a, a tall ask of Luca to be able to carry that team at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All their guys are nice, but they're kind of like good, like sixth or seventh guys. Like Dwight Powell, yeah. I like that guy a lot. Kleber, he's good. Like Tim Hardaway, I love that guy as well. But I think he's like your sixth man. Like that'd be a very nice sixth man. Yeah. Um, yeah, they need a they need a kind of small forward type position to hopefully go along with that team, and it's just a couple of years too early, right? It's almost like they're he's following LeBron's mold to a T with Ilgauskas and fucking Booby <laughs> Gibson and whoever else. Um, yeah, moving on. Last game of the day. I'll be honest, I didn't really watch this uh, Clippers Nuggets. Kind of broke open again in the end. One twenty one, one hundred eight for Clippers. Revenge game for Clippers. Uh, Chris, did you watch this one at all? 
Yeah, I watched it when the Clippers were up big, like probably close to the second in the second half. And then I watched mm-hmm. the Nuggets come back and bring it. I think it was within nine or ten. And I was like, oh, here we go again. This is going to be fun. Like the Nuggets are going <laughs> to blow it. Or Nuggets or Nuggets are Clippers are going to blow it. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then all of a sudden it just it seemed like Paul George sort of took control again and he wasn't going to let that happen. I think Paul George is sick of the disrespect he got last year. So I think he's going to have a big year this year. Um, it really does feel like Paul George's team. Like his, he's he's the man on that team, I think. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that game wasn't really paying too much attention to the last two games in the of the day. So right, I kind of got basketballed out by that point. Honestly, it was like exactly yeah. watching basketball for like nine hours. Um, when you messaged in the group, Chris talking about uh, looks like Kawhi got shot. I was like, fuck, man, what did I miss? <laughs> Had to jump on Instagram and look at that. Uh, that elbow he took to the face by his own player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Braz, did you watch? Uh, yeah, I watched a bit of it. It was nice to see uh, how Paul George kind of take more control of the game. Yeah. Uh, I still don't think that it's like his team, but I think that the plan is to kind of let him facilitate a bit more, um, kind of run things through him. Uh, maybe he needs that to kind of get a better feel of the game. Uh, so far, it looks like it's working. Yeah, so, I mean, Kawhi's just shown that uh, he can kind of get a bucket when he needs to. Um, and it's just kind of nice having uh, everything run through uh, Paul George's hands and kind of let's see where that takes us. I mean, DB, we were talking about this, man. You got some thoughts on this? Yeah, man, um, I, exactly the same thing here. Uh, I think the more you see it looking like it's Paul George's team, the more it actually means that it's Kawhi's team. Uh, I think uh, those guys that could get a bucket anytime they want, that they're confident in their game. They don't need early touches. They don't need anything like that. Uh, and they're willing to kind of just step back and take over when they need to. Um, pretty much what LeBron is really doing for AD as well, right? He's taking a step back. He's confident in his own game. He doesn't need those early touches. And he can take over whenever he wants. Uh, so I think it's showing that it's more Kawhi's team than anything. Uh, one other thing uh, to note during that game is that how efficient both the guys were, both Paul George and uh, Kawhi. They're not those superstars that need to shoot like 40 shots to get their 30 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure they both had the exact, yeah, I think they both won eight for 14 from the field, 57%. That's, I mean, for two shooting guard, small forward type characters, that's pretty nice, right? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, they're looking. Yeah, guys, they're looking like um, they're looking like actually healthy now, right? Paul George looks healthy, and that's why I think we're seeing that step up. So hopefully, he stays healthy the whole year. And great point, DB. I never looked at it that way about Kawhi because um, it's so true, right? He's just like he knows that when he needs to, he'll be able to do it. He's like the big brother almost, right? Or exactly. something like that. Um, really quickly, we can take go through kind of just some <clears throat> quick hitters. Like, uh, what was the biggest surprise? Uh, Chris, for you, throughout the um, day, the whole day, throughout Christmas Day, yeah. Um, hmm. How good the Pelicans can be! I think how okay, good the cool. Pelicans can be. I think they, especially seeing how Dallas is struggling right now, if the Pelicans can steal like a stretch of wins, like I think playoffs is probably a very good bet for them. So I'm yeah. yeah, I think that's I thought they were gonna be worse coming off the start and Zion's gonna rest some more, but with no minutes restriction and everything like that, I think the Pelicans are gonna surprise a bunch of teams and they already have so far. Yeah, good point. Even in a loss, that's a 
that's a good pick. My biggest surprise was just overall how bad the games were. <laughs> uh, just in I'm general. with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. DB, what what was the uh, best game of the day? That's a uh, what was the best game of the game day? I guess. I don't know, man. For me, it was uh, the Brooklyn Nets beating Boston, just mm-hmm. just because <laughs> I, I got to see a lot of good players play. Uh, that that matchup was really exciting for me. Obviously, it was a letdown at the end, but just yeah. to still see Kyrie and KD play against top level competition as well, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, see how they stack up against the actually like the, you know, a really good defense team altogether as well. I think that was uh, pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. And then for us, I don't know if you have one, but what was your best highlight, best play? Best highlight or best play? Oof. That one's tough, man. I mean, Mine I would was, pick uh, any, one of the, any one of the ISO plays from Kyrie in that Brooklyn game. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was uh, the Tatum turnaround three over Kyrie. Uh, that was fucking yeah. disgusting. That was and uh, nice. <laughs> that Drogic fast quick layup where, like, where he went behind the back and then he had to like with the left. Obviously, he's left-handed, but yeah. <laughs> Still, we were able to get some highlights out of a bunch of blowout wins. Some other notable things that kind of happened since since the Christmas Day games as well. That uh, SGA, Shea Gilders, Alexander game winner against the Hornets. He had um, uh, one of the Martin twins on his heels, almost almost slipped down and, and hit that uh, pull-up to win by two. So they're looking actually pretty nice there with Al Horford as well. Um, CJ and Hardham both dropped 44 last night. Great game. Disgusting. Yeah. Great game. Great game. Unreal. Um, yeah. Looking for uh, big performances from Harden mostly and, and CJ as well. And then the double double overtime game, Detroit and Cavs. Cavs <laughs> dropped 16 points in the second double overtime. That's pretty impressive. In five minutes, they dropped 16 points. And they're now 2-0 and without Kevin Love. So, obviously – Kevin Love played. Detroit Ke- – oh, Kevin Love played? Sorry. Kevin Love was back. Kevin Love was back, yeah. yeah. But obviously against a not-so-great Detroit team. But, yeah, still pretty surprising. Um Next episode, uh, we're going to be talking some game recaps. we got some big matchups again. Lakers, Blazers, that should be a good one. Mavs, yeah. Clippers again. Uh, and Celtics, Pacers. Pacers are always those teams that kind of give good defensive effort. So let's see uh, what Tatum does against that. Uh, and then uh, I actually have got some trivia for you guys as well. So no other hints or anything mm. like that. But uh, <laughs> I've got some nice trivia for you guys. So that's all for today, guys. Thanks for coming back. Enjoy uh, the rest of your day. Love you guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. I love you guys all. Peace, peace, peace. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by to sesh with us. If you like what we're doing, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your dog. Peace.